Welcome to the Nearly Coherent Podcast. I'm Ed, and joining me this evening in a what appears to be a flesh-colored shirt, so he's kind of looking like he's topless, and therefore super hot, is my buddy Jeff. Jeff, how are you, you bare-chested son of a bitch? Ah, oh, man, I'm pretty good. Again, loved the whimsical <laughs> description that you gave me. Beautifully done, by the way. Again. Thank you. Thank you. So this shirt, it's definitely the lighting, because this shirt is uh, like almost a salmon color. Okay, yeah. So you can't look at it against my beard because you have no reference. Yeah. But look at it against my arm. It's, I will tell you, it's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. Do you want a little glimpse into my process in the beginning? Yes, please. Initially, I was going to call you a sexy Patrick Star because I thought that that shirt was salmon colored. But then I was like, no, that looks more like that looks more like flesh. I'm going to go with the creepy flesh suit. So this shirt is my favorite shirt. It's hard to describe, you know, like those ridiculous. Ridiculously soft cottons. I do. So it's one of those, and it's a little worn on top of it. Mm -hmm. But what it's not is it's not like ultra thin where you feel like it's, you know, ripping through. But it's, I don't know, Sedona or Sonoma or something from Kohl's. That's Sonoma. So, Sonoma. So, you know, if anybody's looking in the big and tall section, get the Sonoma soft cotton. They're fucking beautiful. The Sonoma salmon colored soft cotton shirt yes please they're absolutely beautiful it looks great on you and if you go to kohl's they mark it up 85 percent and then take 35 percent off so that's how you know it's a good deal yeah and hey let me tell you if you're looking to kill an afternoon waiting on a line at kohl's is the best way to do it i'm pretty sure it's by law kohl's checkout people have to move at the speed of a glacier it is crazy it has to be something they're trained even through the pandemic, now that things are starting to reopen, I don't wait on a line for a cashier anywhere except Colts. Like, how are you the DMV of retail stores? And it's every it's every Coles. Yeah, it's every Coles, and it's every set of registers because mm-hmm. every Coles has like thirteen different register banks, which are mostly unused, and then you wait online for forty five goddamn minutes. But you know, you have the two entrances that every Coles has has a register at each and then you have customer service somewhere else with another 400 year long line i'll tell you this much you know it didn't have a long line the amazon return counter i was very happy about that oh that's nice got in and out like that the line to check out literally wrapped like one and a half times around the store amazon is so powerful it's even defeated the unbelievably terrible cashiers at kohl's i believe it's part of the experience yeah it's designed i should probably say that my aunt works at a kohl's so if she hears this she might be offended but i don't think she knows how to look up a podcast and i didn't tell her the name of the podcast when she asked so i think we're okay listen i'm saying the lines at kohl's are fucking preposterous i don't care whose fault it is it's not the blame game i'm stating facts that's it that's all i'm doing you're spitting truth that's it that's all you can do so that's how i am how are you what's new yo i'm messed up okay <laughs> like jesus a little warning pal i don't even know what to say to that <laughs> funny that you bring up jesus so i was driving the other day i was driving with my dog and my mom it was hot but the dog was bored so i wanted to take the dog out to just like be in the car where it's nice and cool had the door windows down a little bit so he could do some sniffing a little change of scenery sure dogs love cars oh he loves it yes he does he does love being in the car he's got his little like uh you have like that seat 
thing, almost like a hammock for him. Yeah. In the back, he just he's chilling. You're right. Yeah. When we do uh, like entrances and exits, I shout zoom. And he gets all excited. I love that. Your dog seems like such an old, mellow stoner. He's awesome. He looks like fried chicken. Like, everything about that dog is great. Good dog. He is the same color as, like, golden fried chicken. And just as lovely. More. It's. Anyway, I like... But- sorry. I like fried chicken. Well, first of all, I was about to compliment your dog. You want me to stop? I'll stop. Please, Let no. <laughs> Carry on. Please. Compliment my dog. I can eat enough fried chicken that I get sick of it. I'm could not be around your dog too much that I'd get sick of him. That's true. You know, yeah. that's the difference. He's the best. Absolute sweetheart. The rock upon which my entire emotional center relies. Oh, yeah. All right. So back to Jesus. So I was driving with my mom and we were going over a bridge because we're on Long Island. You have the actual part of Long Island and then you have a bridge to go over to get to where the beaches are. There's like little, what do they call those things? Islets? I don't know. The barrier islands? Are you talking about the land masses that the beaches are on? Yes. Yes, those are the, yeah, they're barrier islands. Okay. That's much better than island duties, that I was going to call them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> little island floaters. <laughs> so you go over a drawbridge, and I was thinking back to, did you go to like religion classes when you were a kid? Absolutely I did. Why do you think I hate religion so much? It's messed with everybody. But it, it, So I, I used to, you know, go because that's just how life is. I didn't have a car and I didn't have any say where I was going. So obviously I was going to religion class. And there was this one time where they had an assembly. And it was, you know, well, we, we're going to talk to, got somebody to tell you the, their inspirational story. And, you know, usually it was like somebody overcame drug addiction or some such thing. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, whatever. This one was the guy worked on the drawbridge going to Jones Beach. Okay. And one day he brought his son with him to work. And, you know, the kid is out, got bored, and he's like, can I just go outside? Dad said, yeah, sure, go ahead. And the kid's outside, and he's playing, and he starts climbing on shit. Then he starts climbing where the gears are for the bridge, and a boat comes. I'm not going to like this fucking story at all that this guy's telling. Yeah, you're not. <sighs> and the boat's coming, and he's stuck in a, do I kill this, the people that are on the boat because I can't pull the thing up? And they're coming, and they can't like just stop like a car does. Or do I let my son die? And he let his son die. And I was like... It gave me anxiety. It, like, really messed me up. Like, really tweaked my brain. And every time I go over the bridge, I, ha- I have that remembrance of that. And it's like, oh, God, that sucks so much. And I brought that up to my mom. And you know what she told me? That's a scripted bit. What? Yo, let me tell you something right now. For those listening, I don't know if you've heard like the 30 to 45 seconds of completely fucking shocked, stunned silence on my end. This was without a doubt the maddest I've ever been at Ed for telling me this fucking story. And I was I didn't know what to do with myself. Then he drops that bomb. I I mean, I, I don't even know. I don't know where to go. That was scripted. That was scripted. That was scripted. That was made up. That was what, because 
he had one son who had to die to save a bunch of people. Now that I look back at him, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that lines up way too neatly. That's like Superman Returns where Superman got the kryptonite island out of the thing and then comes flying down crucifixion style. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, I was hook, line, and sinker. I was was all in on that story because it's – that's crazy. But it is – he's letting his son die to save all those other people. Let me tell you how I know that I'm not a god. I'm not pulling that lever under any fucking circumstances. I would let no. I would let thousands of people <laughs> I I know listen, what I'm about to say, y'all might not like. <laughs> I promise you, given the choice, I would let thousands uh, like Thanos snap levels of people die before I let my own son die. You're out of your fucking mind. I would not pull yeah. that under any circumstances. I spent 30 something years of my life. Every time I went over that bridge, having that story play in my head, bringing me down, making me be like, the world is a terrible place. Why would some, why would a parent be put in that position? Yeah. And now I find out that not only was my initial reaction of why did you let your kid go play on the gears and how stupid was your child, which was my initial. Yeah, right. What a piece of shit father you are, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm done. I am. I get you a lot more now, friend. I get you a lot better now because this is frying my noodle just thinking about it. It has broken me. And now I'm just furious at all the time I've wasted, all the depression I've had. I mean, like, not all of it. Obviously, this is a very small sliver, but. Yeah, but but it, but you never know. Listen, when you crack that door. This might have cracked that door. Yeah, this was, this is upsetting, to say the least. Whoa, I hate that story. And for this to happen in 2020, a year that already has my emotional wherewithal worn completely down. Oh, man. I hope other people went on that emotional roller coaster with us just now. I sure hope so. You went on it earlier. You just put me on it, though. So, two things. First thing... Have you ever seen any of those videos of people on like those slingshot rides at amusement parks where the operator tells them that like, hold on, your belt is loose and then releases them? No. And the person freaks out. So their belt is obviously not really loose. It's a trick that they play on people. Right. And the people absolutely lose their mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not a good way to cause an anxiety attack for people. It's crazy. Now, that's what you just did to me. Just so you know, look up one of those videos and watch because it's always like a guy that is like really like NFL linebacker size, like six fourths and like 260 pound brick shithouse of a man gets shot up in that slingshot and passes out from fear. It's like the most embarrassing thing ever. But that's what you just did to me. You told me that my strap was loose on the slingshot. I know this is an audio only medium, so you didn't get to see Jeff's face. But let me tell you, if I did not end that story, the like there was more I could have gone into about the, all the details that they gave me. But I needed to give Jeff that release real quick because he was ready to come to my house and kill me. I was dying inside during that story. I'm like, I can't believe that this motherfucker is going to tell a story about a child dying on a podcast listed in the comedy <laughs> genre it might not be funny but it's not child dying at his father's hands 
That's not what we're going for here. We try to be at least two steps funnier than that. So I have a question for you, though. Yes, please. Now that this realization has come through and you've had at least a little while to process it, do you feel better or worse about, I won't say the world, not the best time to ask. No. But about, like, your plane of existence now that you know that that story was a fabrication, that it was a fable. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. I think I feel a little bit better because I did not want to, I like, I don't want to exist in this world either, but this was an island floater on the Sunday of life and I don't need that. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about that man? I hate him. Hate his guts. I hate him so much. Although I will say what a performance he gave. Yeah, that's great. But like, how old were you? Seven. Oh my God. Good Lord. That is terrible. That is terrible. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm going to change subjects completely here. Probably for the best. Yeah. I can't, ha- I just can't handle going back to this. So I, I was looking, you know, I was looking online and some article came across with interesting facts about Jeopardy. And there are some pretty interesting facts about Jeopardy. First of all, Alex Trebek has been hosting this since 1984. I just saw the first episode like three days ago. That he hosted? Yeah, the first episode of the new version of Jeopardy. Right, because it was on before that in like 1964. I don't really know the details because who cares? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he's been hosting. That's pretty impressive. But here's something that I thought was pretty crazy. And then it led me down other thoughts. So I'll I'll get you. I'll get to Mm. that. But. There's actually banned wagers in Jeopardy. Okay. There are dollar amounts that you are not allowed to bet. Is one of them 69? Yes. Nice. One of them is absolutely, it is 69. Guess another one. I'll tell you it's a three-digit number. You know what? Let's tie this back it around 666. There it is. Oof, I'm on fire today. You cannot bet 666. Now, which is, you know, I'm wondering if I have $666... And I'm going into Final Jeopardy. I'm clearly in third place, most likely. Yeah. But I'm trying to maximize it. Are you telling me that I can bet 665? That sounds shitty. Yes. Yeah. You'd have to work really hard to end up with $666. Like, you'd have to double Jeopardy and do, like, some random, like, I'd like to wager $204, please. Yeah, that's what I would do. I would get the daily double and purposely get it wrong to get down to the 666. Smart. Just to put them in a spot. This way, during the commercial break, they will have to be like, uh, Jeff, we know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> like, you can't do this. Trebek comes over, puts a dollar in your beard and goes, now you're at 665, you stupid <laughs> sack of shit. He looks like my, a, a disappointed father at me. So... Yeah. All right, so there's three more, and they are 14, the number 88, and oh. 1488. I did not know. Do you know why those three numbers? Because they're all for the same reason. Uh, Yeah, it's Nazi stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I've yeah. never heard of this before. So you can't do 69 for obvious reasons, which to me seems crazy. Because like most of the folks that go on Jeopardy, like you don't get average people. Right. Like, the stupidest people on Jeopardy are the celebrities. hmm Yes. You know, it would be great to every once in a while hear some, like, astrophysicist bet 69 in the final Jeopardy because he's already won $2.12 million. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know that's not a thing, by the way. People are going to be like, oh, he said two twelve. 
So that was my interesting fact about Jeopardy. But it led me down, as you know that I am prone, is to wormholes. Although this one was a, I think, my own thought wormhole. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, can I interrupt you for one second? What happened to the hair on the back of your head? Did you shave that off? I shaved it off. I had to shave it off. My wife was so upset that I kind of feel like when she... Oh, oh, wait. I asked her to line it up for me because I was like, one side was a little higher. Right. And she really is like the best. She was going to line up this fucking ponytail for me. Wow. Yeah, I know. There are very often times like looks aside where I'm like, there's definitely something wrong with her. What is she doing with me? (laughs) You know? So... (laughs) This was one of them. She was going to line up the back of my head. Remember, I am bald on top. I shaved around the sides except for a square right on the back of my gigantic head that I was growing a ponytail out of. A ridiculous thing to even explain. But that's what I was doing. So as she's about to line me up, I look in the bathroom mirror, like out of the side of my head, and I see her behind me. Mm-hmm. And I, she looks like she's fighting back tears. Aww. So I'm like... Damn, this is bad. I better shave this shit before she like leaves me. So I buzzed it all <laughs> off. I was done with it. So it was gone. Okay. I'm sorry. That popped into my head before and I needed to know. You know, it's fair game. I think I've mentioned before that my son was not a fan of it. You have. Yes. So that was all the more reason to keep it. Because while I won't crush him in the gears of a drawbridge... <laughs> I will bust his chops real bad. <laughs> so, as you should. I'm sorry to have interrupted. It popped into my head again. The ADD is strong with me tonight. Please, you went down your own wormhole. Yes, luckily I remember what I was talking about. Otherwise, this episode would have been derailed. So, I made a note. You did. Very good. Professional broadcasting. You guys are getting every cent that you pay for us, folks. So I started to think about it, and I'm like, so I know the five band wagers for Jeopardy. It's crazy the shit that we know nowadays. Yeah. There's never a song I don't know the lyrics to, because you can look them up. Mm -hmm. You never lose the instruction booklet for anything, because you just look it up. I mean, I know we've mentioned that, or people have mentioned that before, and I don't want to come off like a hacky 90s stand-up comic, but I mean... It's really crazy how we know everything and are fucking dumber than ever before. Yeah. How did that happen? Okay, so I have a theory. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you've actually thought about this, too. I was hoping this wouldn't be a rhetorical question. It's not. Okay, so you know how you used to have the village idiot? It was like one guy. Yeah. And you could just be like, oh, look at this flat earth, anti-vaxxing, no mask wearing piece of shit. It's Todd. Just put Todd over there, give him a Rubik's Cube, he's he's fine. Give him a Game Boy, maybe an iPhone. But that's the problem, because Todd gets on an iPhone, and Todd can tweet something stupid. But then Todd finds the next village's idiot, and they become pals. Mm. And then it just spreads like herpes throughout the world, and all the idiots just congregate together. Okay. And idiots don't have the self-awareness to know that they're stupid. This is true. You've heard the thing of like people who don't know anything don't know what they don't know. Yes. And therefore they don't have imposter syndrome. But people that do know what the hell they're doing know how much they don't know and therefore have imposter syndrome all the time. The internet has brought all the people who think they're the smartest people on the planet but are actually dumber than Dave, which is hard to do. I feel like he tries to be dumb. Doesn't have to try hard. Right. Thankfully. But like he tries he in any it. effort. Like he's not. Like, Natural talent is definitely there, but 
the kid's a journeyman when it comes to being dumb. He's a workhorse. That's true. So these people have all found each other because they all have the same like buzzwords okay. that they search for. Like, oh, I want to talk about how cheese is turning people into proctologists or something. I don't know. That's a crazy theory, by the way. Yeah. I've heard some crazy conspiracy theories, but cheese having people become medical <laughs> doctors focused on the the rectal area of the body is, is a crazy one. That's not the craziest one around right now, but it is a crazy one. No. Let me tell you, this shit is so crazy that there's like UFOs everywhere. We're not even fucking talking about it. Right? A spotted filmed UFO, and we say nothing, like the government confirms that they have videos from a fighter jet that they cannot identify. It is by definition an unidentified flying object and that's tmz worthy are you shitting me this is how crazy 2020 is is that tmz is picking up alien fucking life because stuff here is so bad that they're like oh shit we can't even handle another problem from another uh, another planet's problems leave that shit for tmz like woo! this is nuts this world has gone straight to hell it's bananas UFOs, they don't even make the list. No, and if you told me five years ago that in five years I would find out that there is evidence of UFOs, wasn't it in congressional testimony, too, they were talking about it? So, like, there's penalty of perjury. And the dude's like, yeah, no, we got this shit. And I'm just like, who gives a crap? The same guys that have hidden what really happened to JFK from us, they're the same guys that are hiding UFO stuff. And then they were just like, (laughs) just tell them. Just let them know. We don't have time to hide this anymore. There's so much shit going on. They're not even going to mention it. They're going to yell at each other about masks instead of the fucking possibility that we're not alone in the universe. I will say that if there is intelligent life out there, the fact that they haven't eradicated us yet is really rude. Let me tell you something. We better hope that there's not other intelligent life. We better hope that that life is dumb as I'm going to question your use of other intelligent life. Ah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, like, if you're referring to us, not so much. Dogs? Okay. Yeah, no, I could buy that. What happens if aliens come here and they really are so powerful that they just completely enslave the human race? We're not going to handle that well. Funny that you mentioned that. I forget what the webcomic is, and I will try to find it and post a link to it. But there's been a string of comics that somebody did about that covid it was an alien plot to unify us and bring us to global peace and we just screwed it up that they're like they fucked up covid too what is wrong with this these people so speaking of ufos ufos come from space indeed they do that's what i've been told and there is a movie series near and dear to my heart that we also discussed in space um I know that that sounds like a good clue, but you like a lot of movies that we discuss a lot, and they're all in space. <laughs> yeah, okay, one that shouldn't be in space. Oh, oh, uh, Fast and the Furious. Yeah, okay. Which brings you to the studio that makes the Fast and the Furious movies, Universal. Okay. This has been a professional segue. Did you hear about what happened with Universal Studios today? I have not. That was, you six degrees that very well. I did. Thank you. Nice job. I'm really glad I didn't stutter because editing that would have been a nightmare. Let me tell you this. Following up a professional segue, nothing better to do than to point it out to everyone. (laughs) That's kind of our deal. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you if you don't like it. How about that? (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, if you don't like it, scram. <laughs> yeah, skedaddle. Out of here. Riff raff. Listen, you hooligans. Keep on walking. Sorry, everybody. We are just, honestly, we're just entertaining ourselves at this point. If you guys like it, that's great. But if not, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. There's a fast forward button. Figure it out. So you remember back when this coronavirus pandemic started, Trolls World Tour was supposed to come out. Yes. Another universal movie. And they released it on video on demand. And were met with a lot of blowback about that. Not by the people. But by the studios. The, uh, excuse yes. me, the theaters. The chains. Specifically AMC, who said that uh, if Universal was going to continue doing that, they were no longer going to show Universal movies in their theaters. Did Regal ever do it? I know they kind of talked about it. I, don't, I think Regal was like, we're very disappointed in you. But I don't think they actually did anything. Well, cut to four months later, AMC has no money. And the idea of people going back to the theaters is just nonsense. At least, you know, in America, uh, we're not going to be able to do that sort of thing for generations to come. So AMC and Universal have since mended the fence and they have changed the theatrical window, which is the amount of time that you have to have a movie in theaters before you can release it to video on demand. Okay. It used to be three months. It is now 17 days for Universal movies. <sighs> wow. Three weekends, and you're going to be able to rent these movies in the comfort of your own home real quick. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, listen, they're desperate because it's going to be, we're shutting our doors forever. Possibly, but part of the agreement is that they're going to get a cut of those video on demand sales. Oh, all right. So it's going to be like a 10% thing, which like if you're renting the movie for 48 hours for 20 bucks, not that huge, but if you do something like the Fast and the Furious with it, that's going to be a pretty considerable sum of change. Mm -hmm. Now the question is, how quickly is every other studio going to be like, uh, we want to do that too now. Thanks. Yeah, the, that that's definitely going to happen. There is a hidden drawback to that, ordering it in your house on VOD. Mm. If you have kids, they don't get that you can only watch this shit once. Like, enjoy it tonight, kids. It will be gone tomorrow. That doesn't happen anymore. So that's tough. That will be difficult. Trolls World Tour, we rented it. It was like, you know, right towards the first couple of weeks of this quarantine. And we thought, you know, ah, oh, these kids really need a nice treat. My daughters would love it. So we rented it. It was 20 bucks. It was enjoyable. But there's no way they were renting that shit again. That movie was not that good. So that was staying out of sight until... It came out on, you know, to purchase. Right. But that's going to be tough. They were okay with that. But if it's something that my son wants, man, he is a persistent little shit. <laughs> I am not trying to spend, you know, $900 on the next Marvel movie to rent it every goddamn weekend until it comes out. I'm kind of hoping that it leads to them doing a thing like, you know, oh, you can do same day and date release, but you're going to pay like $50 for video on demand. That's not that much more than I would have paid to go to a theater and be annoyed by somebody being on their phone the entire time, I will gladly pay a premium to not have that problem. You know what? $50 would be a cheap trip to the movies. The only thing is you lose the whole trip to the movies, which some people like. I enjoy it. Like when when I go with my family, I like mm. it. And the whole like assigned seating and space and recliners, that makes it a lot easier because we went to see, I think, Toy Story 4 in a theater that doesn't have that, where you, like, just went and 
walked into your like you were in a cattle farm. It was terrible. Oh, I hated it. And halfway through, the people behind us brought in like a Costco sized bag of Funyuns, and they were oh. as big as the opening was. They could not get their hand in it straight. They'd have to crumple the bag. I wanted to. Oh my goodness! I'm so angry just thinking about it. I would have headbutt them. You know what? I wanted to say. Oh my god! I wanted to say something so bad, but my wife and my kids were there, and. She knows that I get, like, real particular about noises. Like, I get very edgy. And every time she heard the bad crinkle, she would, like, look over at me and, like, put her hand on my hand or something like uh, Black Widow does to the Hulk. Sun's <laughs> getting real low, big guy. She's looking yeah. at me. Don't beat up the two women behind you <laughs> crinkling a bag. That'd be a bad look. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know if the theaters are all it's cracked up to be, but I certainly like the ones where I could pick my seat and have nobody anywhere near me. Yeah, it helps when that works out. I don't have that work out very frequently anymore. Pretty annoying. That's neither here nor there. Man, I I, I went, I was so like up and down. I know it was the, the highs. I, I feel like I was just on a, like a, a, a drug binge. Like, <laughs> this is, my heart was pounding I was sweating at one point. Now I'm tired. Like, it's been all over the place. <laughs> this episode has basically been like going through emotional withdrawal. Yeah. Oof. Well, I'm glad that I took this journey with you, though. Nobody I would have preferred to take it with. I love you, you handsome, handsome son of a bitch, you. Book ended compliments. I got nothing back, nothing to say. Love you, bud. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah